Missing Annie Lee is a horror story. It's intended for mature audiences and contains scenes that some listeners may find disturbing or even triggering. We encourage listener discretion and suggest taking a look at the extensive list of content warnings in the description. And before we get going, Off the Table and Salty Sweet Games would like to thank Eli Elliott for supporting this episode of Missing Annie Lee. We can't thank you enough for making this show possible. Please go check them out on Twitter at ReliableElliot to snag a seat with him at Start Playing Games or see the various creative projects they're a part of. Thank you again, Eli. We hope you enjoy Missing Nanny Lee. time on Missing Annie Lee Vanishing. Three weeks had passed since Annie Lee's return and Brigby Whitlock decided to throw a welcome home party to which you were all invited. You made your various preparations and showed up. Angel showed Rowan the ropes of a high school party and Mel followed Annie down to the Whitlock's basement with Iz, who had been avoiding Annie like the plague, close behind. Mel saw Annie Lee tearing up a photograph she had plucked from the former Detective Whitlock's conspiracy board. Then Annie pulled Mel into the most unpleasant kiss, followed by pointed, sharp insults. This got Iz to reveal himself and confront this thing, which he now knew couldn't be Annie Lee. As he questioned it forcefully, the thing cried out in Annie Lee's voice. Up above the basement of the Whitlock Summer Lake House, with Angel and Rowan just about to head in from the deck, Rowan, you stop. And it's just a moment, but of course it feels much longer as your mouth opens. And this thought doesn't come from you, but you know you have to get it across. Angel, that's not me. And Angel, you suddenly feel with your sensitive ability, it's like a valve releasing. And you feel that same ravenous hunger you felt twice before nearby. And that's when the scream rings out. I think we were like headed inside from the balcony and making our way probably towards the stairs because we were going to go get drinks. And I think that Angel reaches out and just like grabs onto Rowan's arm the moment that she hears the scream and she a bit instinctually just has that sense that like her friends are in danger pretty much. And I think she just starts 
dragging Rowan basically down the stairs. That kind of like you're hardly looking where your feet are going, like flying down the stairs because she's got two floors to cover before she can get down to the basement. So that's where she's going. Ahead of you, you see people have stopped. The music has been turned down and there are several of your fellow high school students moving toward the basement ahead of you. It's very hard to get through this kind of push. Uh, is, is everything okay? No. Okay, what's happening? I don't... And she's looking around as she's being dragged along. You probably, like, don't really make it out that well because she's really focused on getting through the crowd, but she kind of looks back at you for a second. She says, the hunger's in the basement. I think Rowan will continue being dragged along, but for very different reasons now, as her mind's very occupied with this idea now. So, in the basement is Endmel. The thing wearing Annie Lee's skin keeps smiling now that her scream has concluded to you both of you her teeth look like this dark brown like jagged pieces of wood there are points along her skin that seem to be like something is protruding out of them like little thorns and she's bleeding her eyes are not Annie Lee's eyes they are blank. They are void. Both of you, before you do anything else, need to make a stability check here. Pass. I rolled a two. Okay. Is. You lose four points of stability. And it makes a lot of sense to me as you are the one up in its face. As you are locking eyes with this thing, your hands on it, not able to make sense of what is happening to the body in front of you, you hear... Much like Angel did before. My name is Mr. Thorn. You are all my playthings. I like to break my playthings. In the same sing-song. And then Mel, you are the one who hears frantic footsteps coming down the stairs and spots some members of the rugby team, as well as Brigby Whitlock, who are rushing in and pulling is off of Annie Lee. They don't seem to notice that anything's wrong. Mel, what are you doing? I think upon the scream, Mel actually like takes a step back away from Annie. And Mel is part Mexican. She's like very tan skinned. She looks like she's seen a ghost and is kind of just staring. And all she keeps saying is, that's not Annie Lee in the background. Just like, that's that's not her. Yeah, the rugby team puts their hands on is it's gentle it's not like they're pushing him back but guiding him away from annie who if you'll recall was pushed up against the wall and is bleeding slightly brigby is near annie and just kind of looking back and forth confused and a little drunk and that's when annie kind of peeks her head around brigby's shoulder and just calls out to you what's wrong izzy don't you like all those boys' hands on you? And starts to walk up the stairs. Bella's kind of just staring at Iz and looking up the stairs. I just look at Brigby and I'm like, he was just protecting me. Okay. Yeah, okay. She's bleeding. Why is she bleeding? Because he pushed her against the wall because she was attacking me. Okay. I, I Maybe I'll... I'll... I, I don't know why. I'll call Mrs. Mason. Just, are, I mean, are you okay, Mel? 
No, I'm not fucking okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, you wouldn't be, would you? Um, I'll call Mrs. Mason. We'll get this sorted. Something's not right. And then uh, she just kind of like looks at Iz and like pushes her way back through and tries to follow Annie. Okay. At the top of the stairs is where Annie and Angel and Rowan meet with Mel following behind a few moments later. As soon as she sees Annie, does this look like the version of Annie that is and Mel saw, or does this look like normal Annie to me? Her teeth are jagged pieces of wood. It looks like thorns are bursting through her skin, but it's not bright red blood coming out, but this kind of dark, viscous sap. So you two can make stability checks. Pass. Pass. Okay. So Angel kind of like for a split second, Rowan, you would feel her grip gets like impossibly tighter. Then she like pries her fingers loose of your wrist and definitely is like a red mark like on your arm. And she goes, Annie, I was just looking for you. I was looking for you too. Could we talk outside for a second? You look like you could use some fresh air. Upstairs? Uh, That's fine. Okay. Her eyes kind of drift to Rowan. You can come too if you want. Um, I'll, 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 I'll join in uh, a, a little bit. I, I need to get some water or something. With this smile, fluid dribbles out. And Angel and Annie Lee, or whatever this is, walk away. Mel, that's when you make it to the top of the stairs and find Rowan there. Where did, where did, she, where did they go? She just grabs her shoulders and looks at her, like, straight in the eyes, like, horrified. And you probably haven't really seen Mel look scared of anything. She's been kind of, like, the badass, I think. She just looks at you in the eyes and she's like, that's not Annie. Yeah, I, I saw. Um, they, they went upstairs. I was trying to... Uh, she just starts booking it up the stairs. And if you start lagging behind, she, like, lets go of you and just runs up the stairs. I think she'll only start lagging as she kind of looking about, what which, which is? What happened? She's trying to make sure nothing happens to Angel. She's going as fast as she can to catch up to them. Where's Rowan going? I think Rowan is following, but probably slowed down enough that Mel lets go and is looking for Iz. Before we head upstairs, Iz, how you doing? I feel like at some point he just fell against the wall and slumped, so he's just right on the floor now and is kind of shaking. You see Brigby pick up his cell phone and kind of texting, probably like, why would he have Mrs. Mason's number? But drunkenly looking for it, trying to find somebody who has it. And the guys are kind of all uncomfortably pacing. There aren't too many of them down here, but everyone's just kind of here, not saying anything and waiting for some sense of normalcy to return. Angel, you and this thing come out on the deck alone i think there are probably maybe people on the other side of it but as you walk out here the breeze kind of lifts the strawberry blonde hair of annie and she sighs it's all going to dry up one day did you know soon by your standards or Maybe not. I forget what time is like for your kind. The lake? Mm, mm-hmm. 
But is that possible? It's man-made. Won't they just put more water in it? Kind of shrugs. So, you did a pretty good job pretending. Not as good as I usually do. So what, you would have just been Annie forever? Oh no. I would have gotten bored long before that. I just would have uh, used her when I needed to. I like her, you know. It takes the right balance of flaw and fortitude to give the game any challenge, any stakes. So, what happens now? Do you know why I'm here? Why I had her make a miraculous return? I mean, no, I don't know the actual answer, but I assume it's because you're evil. The face <laughs> twists into a smile again and starts to crack open in places at that. Between you and me, and it holds out its pinky toward you. She looks at it for a second, and I think, like, she thinks to herself that maybe this will get her one step closer to actually finding Annie Lee. And so she just swallows hard and holds her breath for a second, and then will just wrap her pinky around this thing. As you consensually make this connection, no more words are said aloud. Your sight is overwhelmed with this void, more than blackness, more like lack of existence. And you start to hear it in its own voice. She said she'd come willingly. The final move in our dance. But you know how teenage girls lie. She's been leaking to all of you, leaving breadcrumbs because she's tethered here by something, some connection. And this is happening just in this moment between you and it when Mel and Rowan manage to catch up to the deck and this thing twists its head toward the two of you. Angel, you can sense this, though you can't see it. It first passes to Rowan and Rowan, I think you were kind of tangentially pulled into this a bit. Yes, you here. Unexpected. I don't know how she knew. And then it looks at Mel and passes back over all of you with this gaze that you're not seeing so much as sensing. And then I thought I had one when you ran from the woods, tail between your legs. And... Angel, you start to hear the sounds of, like, growling and whimpering like a dog's. An anticlimactic victory, but a victory all the same. Expected. But you all just won't forget, will you? And is, down in the basement, this starts to pass through to you. It's more... 
distant, but you're starting to pick it up, too, and you don't know how. You could, you know. She'd fade from your minds, eventually, like a dream does. You'd be free. We could all get on with our merry lives. You have so much ahead of you. Potential. And that's where the conversation for Iz and Mel and Rowan snaps out. Mel and Rowan, you're on the deck. Still, you're not hearing that anymore, Is You're in the basement with these others who aren't talking to you. But Angel, your pinky is still wrapped around Annie's. Or I could take a weaker member of the pack. I'll put her back where I took her from and then just sleep. She won't remember, not if there's consent, true consent. And then, in Annie Lee's voice, Of course, the third option is I snap her in half, her body and her mind, and leave the pieces of her for birds to feed on. And then I'm done with her and with all of you. The least fun of the options, but the game is never over. It would just be paused. And everything is back as it was for all of you. Normal space. I immediately, when I snap out of it, look to Rowan, and then I look over at Angel, and I'm just like, Angel, are you okay? Get away from her. That's not Annie. It's not fucking her. Angel kind of says, yeah, I know. That's all I really came back to say. I was having a lot of fun. (gasps) Now I can uh, get in the car with Mrs. Mason when she gets here and keep this up while you decide what you'd like to do. Or I can exit more dramatically. But either way, you can come and find me when... You've decided. Tonight. You're all welcome to come. What is it talking about? Uh, we'll talk about it later. Angel, what the fuck did you do? I didn't... I didn't do anything. What happened? She doesn't answer that question, but she looks back at... Annie. Don't go with her. She's been through enough. As you wish. And... Oh no... The thing in Annie Lee's body sits herself up on the balcony and starts to fall back. I'm running up and grabbing her. Okay, Mel, make an athletics check. Six. That does it. How do you grab her? What do you do? I just wrap my arms around her waist and I pull her back. I'm like, with a six, that's probably pretty good. So we're standing and I just like pull her back away. Stop it. What are you doing? She... She can't go back with Miss Mason. What are you talking about, Angel? This isn't Annie Lee. We can't let her or it or this thing go back. There has to be another way. Annie has to be in there somewhere. She's not in there, Mel. This isn't her. This is a shell. That can't be true. It is. It can't be true. It can't be true. Rowan, what are you doing right now? What's the thing doing right now? You're still looking at it. Yep. It's looking at you. 
cocking its head. It does seem genuinely confused that you're here. I think at this point, Rowan is going to tilt her head back at this thing and, and just, you know my uncle, don't you? It doesn't respond in any way that you can categorize. I'm going to step up. You're involved with the whole Swordfell Butcher Bird, aren't you? <laughs> it giggles in Annie Lee's voice. I didn't make Terry Yang do anything he didn't already want to. But you still influenced him, right? You still... you were involved. I was an admirer. So what, you didn't possess him or anything? Whatever the fuck you're doing with Annie Lee? No. Oh. Speaking of... And it looks over your shoulder. I'm gonna turn around. Perfect. Angel and Mel are there arguing. No one else on the deck stands out as being anything other than a high schooler. I turn back. It's gone. Is. While you were sitting down here, you see these kind of torn up strips of what looked to be a photograph. You can see one clearly having been taken from this cork board. I, like, quickly and quietly kind of pick up the strips and see if I can assemble them back together. You are able to uh, assemble it, and it looks like a mineshaft entrance. But the interesting thing about it is on one of the frames carved in is that same symbol. The one that means thorn. The one that the butcher bird carved on his victims and in the places he frequented. I slipped the pieces in my pocket. Sorry, I, I need to go get some water or something. Uh, um, I came here with Rowan. Did you see her? Who? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Um, I, I, she, uh, she was with Angel. Yeah, um... Do you mind calling her down for me? I, I kind of need her help with something. Uh, sure. Yeah. Upstairs. Annie Lee's gone. I look at Angel and then back at Rowan and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I I have to get home. Um, I completely forgot. We're, we're doing like a family dinner thing. Uh, Angel. <laughs> Mel walks over to Angel like right in front of her face. You're not going home. We need to figure out what the fuck is going on. I've watched enough movies. There's like something possessing her or some shit. There has to be a way for us to help her. There has to be. Remember what we did? We pinky promised. We're gonna fucking find her. If you know something, you need to share it with us. What did she say to you? It was, um, the same thing as the man that I saw at the gas station. I think it just can look like anyone or whatever is most convenient. Brigby finally uh, pants his way up the stairs out onto the deck. Hey! Oh, found you. Uh, Rowan? Rowan is is uh, looking for you. I think it would be good if you came down and just kind of stayed with him. Did, uh, did Annie Lee go home? Yeah. Yeah, she she just left. Um, I'll go check on Iz. 
And I think she starts to turn, and I think she looks to Mel and, and Angel for a brief moment. Mel nods and loops her arm around Angel's arm, if Angel's okay with that, um, and is like, yeah, I think we need to go, too. Uh, actually, I need to talk to Brickby for a second. I'll catch up with you, though. Okay. I'll wait. Great party, Briggs. Thanks, yeah, uh, eventful. <laughs> um, right. I'll leave you two alone. So, Angel and Brigby. I, w- I was hoping that you'd stay a little longer. Actually, you know, I did. I did go to check on you that that morning. You weren't there, but I mean, we all heard about you know that she'd been found and stuff. But I did go check on you, and I didn't really get a chance to to say. It's completely fine. I just wanted to make sure that somebody was going to check on me. Yeah, so, uh, I did. Um, so I, uh, I have something that I want to give you. I don't have it here, um, but I was thinking that maybe, maybe, uh, you could come by my place a little bit later tonight and I could give it to you after the party, of course. Uh, sure, I may pass out just from the 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 beer but um i will i will do my best um i can give it to you another time what is it it's a surprise okay cool yeah um are are we friends again do you want to be friends again I mean, yeah, I never wanted to, uh, stop being friends. Yeah, that was my fault. I mean, I I just wanted to, um, you, you seem like you wanted to not be friends, right? So I wanted to respect that and, oh, but yeah, I would, I would like to be friends again. Me too. Okay, I will try to come see you later. And if not, maybe tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, that works. You can just text me. Yeah, yeah, I will. Okay, um, have a good night. And I will try not to have too good a night. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. It was really, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really happy that, that you came tonight. Me too. Okay. And he wanders off. Down below is what you doing? I'm waiting for anyone, anyone who knows, anyone who I can trust. Are you still in the basement or have you gone somewhere else? Well, I'm in the kitchen. I, I went for a glass of water and uh, I'm pretty much doing exactly that. I'm just like filling up <laughs> a, a cup with ice and water and then drinking it and then repeating. Eventually, Rowan you are able to find is hey you know i'm not even gonna ask if you're doing okay i reassemble the the picture on the table and i just put my hand over it and slide the whole thing right in front of rowan yeah rowan with your history investigative ability i mean you recognize this right away you can probably tell which of the mine entrances it is and you will be able to find it if that is what you choose I know where that is. I can't do this anymore. 
I can't. I, I... Sorry. It's fine. You don't have to apologize. Did you see it? Yeah. It tricked me, and then disappeared. I'm gonna have to live my entire life like this, aren't I? Just constantly afraid. We should, um... If we want to check this out, we're gonna have to tell the others. I, I'm not doing this with just the two of us. Yeah. I think at this point, Rowan puts, like, a hand on Iz's arm, if you're okay with that. Yeah, he doesn't resist. Look, I've... I've been haunted by something my entire life that I've been trying to find answers for, and I don't know if I'm going to get them, but maybe we can find the answers for at least this, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. You're haunted by something that your uncle was. I'm haunted by something that I am. We need to figure out what this is before it drives us all crazy or worse. I think at this point then, Rowan, who's still holding your arm, kind of slides that into a hug. And then very close, more of a, a whisper, just a private moment in this house. Whatever you are or who you are, you're my friend, okay? Okay. Let's find Mel and Angel and get the hell out of here. Upstairs, Angel, when you finish talking with Brigby, what do you do? I go to find Mel and head downstairs. You okay? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we should all get together um, and we can head back to my place. All right. I have to get something from there anyway, so. And my parents are having a dinner thing. A dinner thing? Yeah, um, like every two weeks, them and their friends, like, all get together and kind of do like a potluck thing and it's at our house tonight. Um, Should we maybe not go there? No, they always tell me to come and bring friends, so I'm sure it'd be fine. Do we get to eat things at this potluck? You do, and if you ask really nicely, my mom might let you have some wine. Girl, I'm in. She puts her arm, like, loops in yours, and then we navigate down the stairs out of this crowd of people. And, like, while I'm walking down the stairs, I kind of, like, lean in and whisper to Angel, and I'm like, so do you think it can just appear anywhere? I don't know. Other people can see her. It's good at pretending. They didn't see it like we did. I don't think so. I don't think that they really care if that's Annie Lee or not. But we do. Yeah, we do. So, you make your way down the stairs, and Angel, it occurs to you in this time, in the minutes you've had to reflect upon it, that besides the kind of ravenous nature of this thing, it also felt tired, as though it were constantly having to churn out energy and resources were being consumed. It was just in that moment of connection between the two of you. So, you're all gathered in the kitchen. The reassembled photograph on the counter. What's that? It's, uh, our next clue. You okay, Is? I think it's pretty obvious that my life is kind of over right now, so... No. Your life's not over, Is. Stop being a drama queen. What I did... What I did to Annie Lee... That's gonna have consequences. That's not Annie Lee. We know that. 
Dude, she fucking disappeared in front of us. Like, what the fuck? It won't matter after today because I know how to get Annie Lee back. What does that mean? It told me. And what's the cost? I really think that we should leave and, like, maybe go to my parents' potluck thing and, like, then we can talk about it after that. Do we want to go to this mineshaft thing? We have to. We need to. Like I said before, there's got to be a way to, like, get her out of there. I wish it told us what it wanted. I, I feel like you're not listening to what I'm talking about. It told me what it wants. It told me how to get her back. Then what did it say? Just not here. Let's go. Angel will take the keys and drive us all to her house. Are the Masons here? They definitely are always invited, always. I think they're here. Mr. Mason looks like the picture of relief. You know they've been staying over with Mrs. Mason's sister in the next town over, but Mrs. Mason still just looks like this little dark cloud. Like she hasn't fully embraced the fact that Annie Lee is back. Angel quickly, like, pardons herself from her friends and goes up to her mom and just kind of like scoops her arm around her waist and just kind of inserts herself into the conversation. She doesn't really like say hello or anything. It's like her way of saying like, I'm home. And then she would quickly tell her that she has friends over and that they're going to grab some food and go up to her room. I think the only thing then that happens as everybody transitions to your room is that Mrs. Mason's eyes catch yours just for a moment, Angel. And you see this look of regret that you don't know about what. Do I get any feelings? Not that you can hear thoughts, but if you could, that look says, why couldn't it have been you? And it's brief, and it passes, it's a flash, and it's expelled and rejected as soon as it passes into her mind. Angel just gives her a small smile and a little wave, and then we'll escort her friends up to her room. So, Angel's room. Uh, Angel, when she gets into her room, she puts her food down on her vanity, and she gets down on her hands and knees, and she reaches under her bed and pulls out a little purple container pops it open and kind of digs through it for a minute and she pulls out um, what looks to be like a diary. So you said you knew what it wanted. What does it want? It's really tired. I don't really know exactly the context of everything that it was telling me, but apparently it's been talking to or trying to get Annie Lee for a really long time. And I guess at some point or another, she agreed to go with it willingly. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. That's what it was saying. And then it said that she lied. Maybe she changed her mind and she decided that she didn't want to go after all. And so she started trying to, like, leave hints for all of us. And I don't know, maybe that's why the last day I saw her, she was so weird, but I didn't ask about it. Maybe she just wanted me to ask about it. She was really cold to me. She was so afraid. She knew that this was coming. So she was trying to give us signs without saying anything because she probably knew that anything she said would sound completely unbelievable. And as she's saying this, she's taking the diary and then uh, 
going over to another one of her dressers and pulling out a little set of those like two keys it's like the rake with the two keys on it and she like takes one off and like puts it on top of the diary and she goes over to her closet and starts like really digging into the back of her closet looking for wrapping paper and eventually finds it and starts to kind of cut it out uh, around the diary so i'm still confused maybe she was trying to warn us but maybe she was trying to protect us i that doesn't explain what it wants. It picked Annie because she was the perfect candidate. Because she's... Yeah, because everyone fucking loves her. Even if they hate her. Well, yeah, she's strong, but it said that it could settle for less. What does that mean? We're not giving up anybody. We're not going to sacrifice somebody else for Annie. That's not how this is going down. It said that Annie had a tie back to us. Back to something and it didn't know what it was but i do and it's me how do you know it could be me yeah i know you got a lot of pictures around it doesn't mean that you know that's all there is to life i know this isn't about photos on a wall mel this is about me and annie being born one minute apart this is about me and annie spending literally our entire lives together and the fact that i can feel her wherever i go no matter what i'm doing this is about something that is more than anything that we've ever... Annie Lee is my soulmate. Like, you love her? Well, yeah. I mean, it's not romantic, but I have to go get her. You are not going anywhere alone with that thing. And also, there has to be another way. Do you have a computer? She just kind of points to her laptop sitting on her desk. Mel goes over and opens it, and she just starts looking up, like, this description of this creature that she saw, like, the jagged teeth, there has to be something on it, right? Like, that's what she's trying to look for, and maybe she's looking it up wrong, and if someone else has research skills can see that I'm, like, typing in the wrong things or something like that and can, like, assist me. Someone has occult studies. I can hop in if I see Mel. So, before Washington was a state, this area later known as the Municipality of Thornfell, was colonized by one Bishop Thorn, who brought his wife Clara, their children, and a few dozen more with him to stake a claim and pan for gold. He found none, but the area was good for coal mining, and even though Clara allegedly hated the place from day one, especially the forest, which was more bramble than anything else, he decided to make this their home. He cut down the trees, ignoring their protests of dark sap, the smell of which made the workers sick. More people settled here. The mines grew deeper and deeper. And then in 1899, Clara J. Thorne disappeared. A search party was dispatched immediately, eventually leading to the mines, the black coal that is the stomach of Thornfell. It's unclear what happened to those sucked in and swallowed up, but they did not return. And certainly no one knows if they comprehended the thing that was trapped down there, trying to gain enough mass to break free, to get home. There's little documentation of any part of this event that would eventually be labeled the Silent Night. Much later, gravestones of the men who searched, including that of Bishop himself, were erected, 
you can visit them. But the children asleep in their beds that night in 1899 forgot where their parents had gone or why they had gone. And they grew up incomplete because our memories, even those we wish we could forget, are what make us up, what form us. And those that had crossed the event horizon of the thing that forms the pit of Thornfell's stomach were absorbed by it, added to its mass, and soon it was like they never existed. She kind of looks over at Rowan, as I'm assuming Rowan's finding all this. It could be. Stealing people, stealing memories. We need to figure out how to stop it. It thinks it's playing a game. That's what it said. Well, let's beat its game. What does it think the game is? We can't figure this out before tonight. We might be able to. It's worth a try. I know that this is really scary, and I'm really scared, but if I go, you will probably forget me, but you'll have time. How is that going to help us? You'll have time until it happens again, until it starts to wake up, because if I go, if I go completely consensually and agree to be there, it will go back to sleep. Angel, I don't want to forget you. Yeah, I don't want to forget you either. And your parents... They'll be okay. No, they won't. Did you see what Annie's parents went through? They fucking weren't okay. That's because Annie didn't go willingly. If... If she had gone the way that she was supposed to go, then maybe none of us would even know that she was gone. But we have a chance now to figure this out, and I know that you three can figure it out. How can we do that if we forget everything? More importantly, why are you so willing to just do what this thing wants? Because the other option is to let it keep Annie, or to let her die. No, that's the whole point, is we're going to figure it out. All of us together. Clara didn't come back. No one ever heard from her again. Annie will come back. It told me. It could be lying. Wait, hold on. Um, And I think at this point, if there's any of the, the paper left, uh, Rowan is, is snatching it up uh, and she's taking out her pen and she's just starting to write down everything that's happened to them so far. That includes the first incident at the, uh, the boxcar and just, you know, writing down locked inside mannequin angel and dog and she circles that and tacks it up and then she moves over and she also puts in like tight spaces and circles that and then she goes to uh, and starts writing stuff about the gas station and she puts down crows basement strange person uh missing poster circles the missing poster circles the strange man and the birds and and texts and she's just starting a conspiracy board on the bed really and as she puts down tonight's events where it's sacrifice as she keeps doing this rowan put down the fact that it never targeted me remember when we saw the symbol i i lied about how it was connected to me it was connected to rowan the, the the small spaces it was connected to mel the dog angel the party is you is the game is facing fears. I'm I'm just going to guess based off of everyone's reactions to things that happened. It took over the face of that librarian. And then when I tried to tell my grandmother, it, it took her too. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Angel, you said something earlier. You said 
There's something tying us, or Annie, to us. Maybe we need to list those things. What was your last memory with her? She spent the night with me, and we played hide-and-seek, and I was hiding, and when I came out because she couldn't find me, even though she knows where my favorite hiding spot is, she was gone. Where's her favorite hiding space? She kind of goes over to her closet and pulls down one of those ladders that goes up to the attic in it. She just points up. Maybe there's something up there. Mel climbs up the ladder. Give me your flashlight. Yeah, here. She takes the flashlight and she climbs up and she kind of like shines light in up there in the attic. Do I notice anything that looks maybe out of place? With your notice investigative ability and looking to my utter shock in the exact right place, Mel, the flashlight passes over something written with a fingertip in the dust, not addressed to anyone in particular. There are two lines. I love you. Don't come after me. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.